Are you ready for the ultimate prospect draft? We will sit and take turns. I mean, it's Cleveland. Drafts are practically a national pastime or a sidial pastime. We're going to sit back, figure out who has the best team after we go through all the top prospects making the best possible team on today's Locked On Guardians, where we cover your team every day. You are Locked On Guardians. Podcast on the Cleveland Guardians, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I am Jeff Ellis. I got Justin over there. This is Locked On Guardians. I want to thank you for making Locked On Guardians your first listen today and every day. And as we say on the network, your team every day. We'll get into the Guardians today. We're getting into Guardians prospects. But first, let's talk some TV. Uh, there was some news on TV. Uh, some, I think, good and then some mixed. Do you want to start with the good one or the mixed one uh, today, Justin? Let's start with the next one because there's been some updates. Um, <clears throat> Major League Baseball is prepared to produce games and, and figure out how to get them onto into local markets. I'm not sure how they would negotiate that with channels. Um, as of right now, though, so this this comes on the heels of Bally's uh, Diamond Sports Group skipping their $140 million. Um, interest payment? Yeah, it's an interest payment, right, interest. So they have 30 days now to figure out what their next move is, whether that's uh, making the payment or trying to keep the contract solvent or figure out what, you know, what bankruptcy looks like. And their statement in the press release said that uh, to continue progressing on ongoing discussions with creditors and stakeholders regarding potential strategic alternatives and deleveraging transactions to best position DSG for the future. And it sounds like business is expected to continue as usual, broadcasting live quality sports and while addressing the balance sheet. So in the short term, nothing really is going to change. Who knows how long that lasts, but Rob Manfred did say today that he is that major league baseball is prepared to step in and produce the games and figure out how to get them into local markets. Um, and if they do, if teams do lose that money, they will send teams some of the revenue from TV um, to make up for it or what they would normally get. I think it's going to be a little bit off. Like, I don't think every team is going to get like the Dodgers are on what uh, the Dodgers are on a Bally on Bally's or they're no, they're, they're something else. I believe San Diego and the angels are the ones that are. Okay. Well, those contracts are all a lot bigger than the guardians on Bally. So sending them, all their money seems less likely sending the guardians all their money sounds a little more likely because the guardians have a smaller TV but, deal. I don't know if they'll get it all, but they'll be able to get a bigger percentage from major league baseball. If it comes to that. So in the short term, nothing changes. It sounds like yeah. in the long term, who knows? I, I, also, I would bet on, I would bet on this season, nothing really changing for consumers. I would say probably next year is the year for baseball. Anyway, I don't know what will happen for like, uh, Cavs or or yeah. uh, Blue Jackets come come fall, but for, for Guardians fans in twenty twenty four, I would imagine that's when it'll change. The thing I would hesitate to say that with is, um, yes, Cleveland's is cheaper, but it's also less valuable. Like if they're going to pick and choose the ones to get, if you're trying to um, package or sell this, the ones you might let fall by the wayside 
would be the Guardians contract. They will. I, I meant more in terms of Major League Baseball stepping in and sending uh, money out. Yeah, and, and then I think it, it's easier to give Cleveland their money because, or or Cleveland's more gonna, likely to yeah. get a higher percentage of their money because the contract's lower. I think everyone will get the same percentage though. So that's the thing I would hesitate because they can't they really? can't give that one team that, fair. Yeah. It'll be the same. Well, it's wouldn't it be unfair to give everyone different percentages? Like it'll end up even if it's a higher amount, they're every team's getting screwed by it. So they would definitely give the same percentage. Every team should get the same percentage, but the percentage is going to be different for every team because obviously the the Angels per like if you give Cleveland half half its total contract and you give the Angels half its total contract what it's due. Those are going to be different numbers, right? Because yeah. the Angels is worth more. But so I think they're going to get less of the total. Cleveland will get closer to its total, is what I'm saying. Well, I 50% mean, for Cleveland will be more than 50% for well, the Angels, 50%. possibly. Like, right. So the percentages yeah. should be equal, but that means that yes. Cleveland get going to get closer to its total. No, they're getting to the same amount because 50% is always 50%. Right. But 50% of Cleveland's contract is a lot lower than 50% of the Angels' contract, I'm saying. Yes, but Why again, am I the, money. I don't know money. It's I don't just know, the, I don't the relative math. math of it. It's like it's it's the same. They're, they're going to get the, the the percentage would be equal. Cleveland would get less of an expected amount. I mean, they would get this. They would both get. You know, it, it's just the semantics uh, of math here. Yeah, yeah no. So it's, it, I you know, it backwards. You're right. Yeah, the expectation on it is like, um, you know, if fifty percent would be the same. It, it's not going to. I I wouldn't be surprised if it's more than fifty. I don't want to seem like a negative Nelly. I don't think it'll be a hundred percent. And then yeah, I'm just guessing. Yeah. I am. Uh, uh, you know, I'll be curious to see how it goes, but I do think, um, I, I you know, it's a hard situation. I, I have a hard time divorcing any emotion from this just because I feel like we went through this same junk. Uh, listen, I'm 41. I went through the same junk when like KB toys was bought out and then did this leverage buy. And then they, folded that company and then that same company did the same thing to toys r us which you know those were like two of my happy places as a child so this mm-hmm. is the same uh bs approach to buying things that uh caused those two things to fall apart so like i i'm kind of annoyed at bally's uh it, which and you're like but why is it bally's and it's not diamond group well the diamond group incurred the debt so when the bankruptcy happens diamond incurs it but bally's still stays fine like the mothership is okay this is a subsidiary yeah, it's a subsidiary. It's its own little thing. And really, no one is 100% sure what's going to happen. Um, but at least they have things in place. And it's kind of awesome in a way that they move that quickly, that they were aware. But, I mean, a year ago at this time, I think I was doom and gloom saying midseason we might lose this if the lockout went too long. Like Because Bally's couldn't afford a lockout. Like That would have really mm. messed them up even earlier. But uh, couldn't afford anything. Yeah, couldn't afford anything. But let let's... Listen, the positive in this is they're going to get money. So uh, yeah. it's better than nothing. But the other positive is, uh, listen, I got T-Mobile. The last few years, T-Mobile has given me MLB TV free. So that's been awesome. Uh, make sure to check out your Tuesdays app. I'm sure that'll come along in the next month or so again. But now when I get that, uh, I'll get M- I'll get the minor league games free. And it sounds like they are really making an effort to get TV feeds at almost every stadium. Yeah, Lake County Captains officially said today. I mean, this has been said for a while. We knew we knew like a month ago when the you know, new ownership took over, took over in Lake County. This was going to happen, but Lake County will finally have MILB TV. Um, the other thing, though, really is the quality, right? Like there are some MILB. I'm not going to point. I'm not going to say who because I'm not going to shame anybody. But 
there are some feeds where it's unwatchable and it's not worth even watching because you can listen, but you're not getting anything out of the video feed. And for my purposes, for for scouting, if I can't be there in person, um, <clears throat> some of the uh, some of the feeds just you can't glean anything from. Watching on TV isn't the same as being there in person anyway, but um, you're not getting as much out of their feed because it's, it's poor quality. So the next step is, I know I, I'm uh, this is supposed to be positive. But the next step though is a standardized level of quality because. Some people are are sorely lagging behind. Oh, you're you're totally spoiled, Justin. I grew up with uh, uh, watching Canton Akron games when it was in Canton, and I say Canton Akron because yes, it was it used to be in Canton. Uh, on like what? No one still. I, I did the call out to be like, does anyone else remember the Canton channel that had its own news station? But they would also run Canton Akron Indians games um, back in the day, and that Thurman Munson feed might have been like it was might be the worst feed I've ever, like, I feel like a high school game at the time might've had a better feed. Like the, the audio is fine, but it was just disconnected. Uh, so as you're talking about bad feeds, I'm like, Oh, nothing's going to be as bad as that one. Nothing. But again, from a scouting point of view, this was, I just, you know, it was like a side view. I remember watching David Miller strike out to end a game and someone made a star Wars reference, but you know, it'd be nice to, to be able to watch. And I'm hoping that the MILB side of it's not going to have any blackout restrictions. Cause that, that'd just be dumb. Like who's really, who's going to benefit? Won't. Like you should sit there and make it so anyone can watch your young stars of tomorrow. They, what they should do is make like, like the red zone of top prospects. Like this guy is pitching, this guy is hitting. Yeah. If you did like the red zone version, but a prospect, like I bet a lot of people would pay like five, 10 extra bucks. Like, would it be that you know expensive if a lot of people did it? Like I'd pay extra money for that. Wouldn't you? That's that's my that opinion, channel. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't think there's any risk of blackout issues with that because the blackout issues are largely due to the regional sports networks. The only reason mm-hmm. ML, MLB TV has blackout rules is because of the regional sports networks contract. So when those go kaput with this whole this whole uh, Bally's Diamond Sports Group things, that might also get dropped, too. So it won't be a big deal there. As far as I know, there's no like local rights like. When like Dayton, for example, the games are simulcast. So sometimes down in Dayton, you can get the uh, on select like Friday or Saturday. I think you can get the Dragons on the CW down there, not oh, up here. But that's a good idea, they, right? So they can do that there. And there was a time where the Captains were on TV in Cleveland, and I think the Akron Arrows were also on TV at one point on a local channel. But that hasn't been this case for years. But those are simulcasts. Like the Dragons are on MILB TV, and they're on. Um, the Dayton CW. So not, not as big a deal. I don't think that's going to be an issue. So we covered that pretty well. We should, uh, we should give everybody what they're here for with the prospect draft. Yeah. We got a prospect draft coming. It's the big fun of today's show. Uh, we are going to, we I, we're going to do a coin flip when we come back to decide who gets first pick random dice a, roll. I have a random number generator. Okay. Is, is it from random.org? That was always my go-to back in the day. Oh, no, no. But uh, before we do that, uh, I want to talk about our good friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, You've heard us talk about FanDuel many times on this show since they have joined us. And the midway point of the NBA season is here. It's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Uh, again, bet the over on the Guardians. We actually might get into the uh, 
not no i, I want to say petco again petco uh pakoda there we go we'll get into the pakoda system to explain why they say you should bet the over on the guardians i think i just said indians uh due to my previous talk of the cat and akron ones but bet the over on the guardians um if you bet the over on the Indians, you're going to lose because there is no over. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right. What we'll do is a shuffled deck. I have a random... I might be able to share my screen and do this, but nobody on listening on audio can hear it, so it doesn't really matter. Um, do you want to draw first? Or do you want me to draw first? Uh, you can go first. So I can All right. Figure out how We're going to draw for. All right. Whoever has the higher card wins and gets to pick when or gets to um, decide when they pick. Well, I guess you want the first overall pick. Anyway. Are we doing snake? I assume we're doing snake, right? Yes, yeah, snake. Okay, so I'll I'll draw first. I have a two of diamonds, so literally you might as well just, I don't know, is ace high or low? We didn't discuss this. I got uh, a two of diamonds, so. <laughs> I, I would have thought ace high personally, but I mean, that's All right. well, serving now. You Maybe are I'll driving, get a two, right? You, you know. No, you got a nine at nine of clubs, so. Okay. Jeff, you are drafting first in our prospect draft. So here's the roster I have set up for us because we didn't really discuss this. So we'll each pick a catcher, ever all the positions, three outfielders. Doesn't have to be. You know, obviously one of us, we're going to pick center fielders because we're not going to pick guys that can't play at center field. But we'll all, we'll do the nine man lineup. We'll do it. We'll do a, a utility player for our bench. We'll do five starting pitchers and we'll do two relievers. Doesn't have to be lefty or righty. It can be anyone you want. I have so, my top prospect list on my second screen over here. And I'm going to put mine in green and yours in red because those are my go-to colors. So I can see as players are selected as well to help. Uh, I've got a, I've got through. a sheet to keep us. So, so go we ahead. Have, we have multiple systems. So I kind of talked about this yesterday, but I'm going to not go with one of my top three prospects. I'm going to go with number four, Bo Naylor. And the reason is, you know, I can come back and get one of those three pitchers and I'm very high on some of the other guys, but catcher, Listen, I like Lavastida, but that's probably the biggest positional drop in this system. It's catcher, first base, or third base. Like those are the three spots that is there aren't a lot of depth. Naylor is a, you know, it's bad. The, yeah, and he's you know he's a, a special athlete for the position. He'd be a plus athlete. I feel like anywhere on the diamond, but a catcher, he's like a plus plus athlete. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll see, you know he's not going to be a, a great defender, but he should be good enough. And the offensive ceiling is there, and there's nothing else. So I'm. I'm doing that thing where I'm going for positional value. And again, he's my fourth rated prospect, three pitchers ahead. I'll get at least one of my pitchers um, with this next selection. And I'll get one of the two guys that I'm very high on or no, you could get both. That's right. Snake draft. So we'll see how it goes. Sorry. Cat decided to steal my earbuds there, uh, but your turn. Yeah. With uh, I'll take, uh, I'll, I'll take our top prospect, both of our top prospect. I will, Start out with Tanner Bybee, as we talked about yesterday. He is both of our top prospect in the system this year. We had some people who decided they thought that uh, we were short-sighted when it came to our thoughts on Tanner Bybee. Let me tell you, uh, I saw Tanner Bybee pitch in person quite a few times last year. Nobody mentioned Shane Bieber yesterday. Um, not scouting stat line. You know, I saw him in person, talked to people who've seen him in person, talked to people who know the guy. We've talked to the guy ourselves on this pod, very podcast. So, uh, Nothing to do with short-sighted or one sample size. 
Tanner Bybee pitched more innings last year than, that, than I think Daniel Espino has in his entire career. Uh, just if you want to compare, I think Espino what did Bybee pitched what 130 something innings last year. I was pulling it up on Fangraph. So yeah, that's the thing. People tend to forget that uh, he pitched 107. No, that's no, you're right. 132 innings last year. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Spino is like in the 80, 90. They're about the same. They're about the same if you add up their career total. So that's over one, two, three seasons. Espino has pitched almost the same amount of innings as Bybee. So if you want to talk about, you know, samples, Espino has been unable to put a sample together as large as Bybee's in one season. So there is no overrating Bybee or being short-sighted or scouting the stat line when it comes to this. This is a reason we think he's the top prospect and has nothing to do with how, when he pitched and when we've seen him, because I've seen him a lot. We've talked to him. I've talked to people who have talked, who have seen him too. And yeah, that was just the Espino has, Espino has literally pitched in three seasons, one more inning than uh, Bybee pitched last year. And and that doesn't count the 2020 season. That's literally seasons he's pitched in, which is, uh, 1921, 22, he has pitched one more inning than Bybee pitched in year one. So yep. when you're comparing them, uh, it is 133.2 to 132.2. So, mm-hmm. which also I think is a concern when over three years he has had that little because it, mm-hmm. there has been other little health issues. So, yep. And this is why, again, we felt <laughs> like Bybee was the safer choice, not it has nothing to do with any other player. It has to do with the fact we talked about he is a safe choice for yeah. a guy who has really boosted his ceiling. And also is likely to get to that ceiling. So, yeah. All right. So I took uh, by me. I guess I should go to my lineup here since I have the the second third pick here before it goes back to you. Um, this is tougher because I I don't need to really go for catcher now because unless you're gonna like steal another catcher from me and make me look bad, it's gonna be tough. Um, which I guess you could because it's, it, it it's might a barren be fun. system. There's, there's yeah, to make me really wants to be a jerk and do that. Yeah, I did this this practice with uh, my buddy Willie on another podcast last year, and it, we had to do the same thing because I had to, to scramble to find a catcher. Um, I I will go with Brian Rocchio at shortstop. I like Angel Martinez a little bit better, but I'll go with some upside there, and I'll take Brian Rocchio at short just because I know you, ha- you have him rated a little bit higher, and I need someone to fill out up the middle for me in the draft, and – uh, I think he'll, he's a good pick as far as short steps go. I'll take the best one off the board. Um, so my big debate here is like, so I'm, I'm going to pop Espino because to me, um, Espino and Bybee are kind of a tier ahead of Williams even. Like it's a big three, mm-hmm. but like I kind of like those two more than Williams um, for some of the reasons you talked about yesterday. So again, go listen to yesterday's show. Question is, do I take Williams or do I take, Angel Martinez, who's kind of like the last of the cutoff hitters where, again, like, so I know if I take him, then Juan Brito's your second baseman, unless I also grab him before you grab it. And it's the other way around. Um, But the thing is, like, even if you miss out on Brito, like Nate Furman's not the worst option. So it's, you're kind of balancing things out. And we talked about, you know, hey, the outfield depth's good. Um, I'm not popping Noel this early. So I think this might be a surprise. I'm going to go with Angel Martinez. Um, because the pitching depth is so deep and I do think it is a gap between Martinez and Brito and Furman, even though I like those guys, I think it's a significant gap. So I'm going to go Martinez and Espino here with my two picks. Are you putting Martinez at second or short? Yes. Stop? That's second. Question. Okay. He's playing second for me. Yeah. Cause I feel like uh, I can find a shortstop easier than a second baseman in this system. 
<clears throat> Not that yeah. a shortstop can't play second base, but at least I mean, he's he's had more experience there. Should you have had back-to-back picks there? Is that how that snake works? Doesn't well, yeah, because then you snake back around. So after the first pick, it's snake, snake, snake. So it's a two okay. picks every time in a two-player draft, two-person I draft. Do, right? I, I do a lot of fantasy baseball. I think I would know this. I do auction draft or fantasy baseball. That'd be a ah. lot of fun. This would take forever we did it auction-wise. Okay, yeah. so we both had – you had second base off the board, which yeah. that makes sense because if you think Adrian Martinez is second baseman, he is by far and away the best uh, – Yeah draft or best guy in the system um this is gonna be tough i could continue to load up on pitching i probably need a hitter this is probably a good spot the outfield is deep but i should probably go for another guy in my lineup and i should go with george valera uh i know we've talked about other outfielders we like that are close and i've liked will brennan quite a bit but there's still a good upside we talked about him being a guy who could be like Carl Santana, where there's 25 homers, there's walks. I don't think he'll be like an elite defender in right field, but he'll be good. Like he'll, he'll be fine. I don't think he's going to run as much. I think that's, you know, we talked about his issue, not playing games. He's only played hundred over hundred games once. Uh, I think part of him not running is, is into that. So I think we might lose his speed a little bit, but you know, 25 home run guy in right field who walks is, is still pretty good. We'll see. The platoon issues, but it's still a nice bat. Like you can still pencil him in for maybe a middle of the order bat, at least in this lineup. So I'll go with Valera there, and then uh, I get another pick. Correct. Mm-hmm. I think I will jump back into pitching, and now I will take Gavin Williams to pair with Tanner Bybee, just so I can uh, have the strong top of the rotation. Pitching is not going to be an issue in this draft for either of us. We're both going to walk away with some fantastic rotations, but uh, we've agreed that. Espino, Bybee, and Williams, in some order, are the best three prospects in the system as much as the pitchers present risks. And I, I said yesterday about Williams' walk issues and non-competitive pitches, and there's an injury history. Um, as a number two, it's hard to overlook Williams' upside in that role, right? No, I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, the, the pitching depth is, is so deep that <laughs> I'm going to lead off with Will Brennan here, so I just get a guy I know can play center. Uh, again, kind That's of like talked about Valera. I don't think he's a plus guy, but could he be a 55 defender? I think so. Like, I think, you know, kind of that. At least average. Not great. Yeah. And, and just a, it, nothing else. He's a 50. Uh, so that now I've got center field, second base and catcher. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a guardians draft right here, right up the middle. Up the middle. Uh, yep. I, I should go shortstop, but I'm going to not do that. Instead, I'm going to double down and take chase to Lauder as well. Oh, man. So I can get another athlete. Uh, I do like the outfield group, but I like the pitching depth more. There's like three pitchers I really like here. And I my, my big thing is to try to get one of them. But now I've got two outfield spots taken care of. And yeah, there's still like Churio and Halpin, but uh, it starts to get a little thinner after them. So I'm kind of dust. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doubling down on that. The outfield spot. Uh, listen, a lot so much of it's based off of him absolutely destroying the Cape. If the draft had happened after the Cape last year, he goes in the top three picks. I'm confident of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, you know, he got hurt and he's gotten hurt a lot in college and we'll see what happens. Uh, but there is, there is high ceiling there. So I'm going to, I'm going to take a gamble on some ceiling, maybe get a middle of the order bat. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think I agree with you on, on DeLauder. I think that, uh, you know, had he, there's always the issue of competition too, where he played, had he played a full season and not gotten hurt. I also wonder, 
where he would have gone in that draft as well. I think there's a good chance he could have moved up some boards. Um, I'll make my back-to-back picks and we'll have to, to do this on the other side, but uh, this is going to be a really tough one because you just took the two best hitters, I think off the board on my list. Like Naylor's gone. Rokio's gone. Martinez is gone. The next best hitter on my board uh, at this point is Gabriel Arias. And am I allowed to cheat and put him somewhere else besides shortstop or we have to, I think so. I think you can, put I can him cheat a little bit. I think, you know, he's played other positions. It's not like he's only a shortstop. Like if yeah. you were like, I'm going to put him a catcher. I'd be like, hold on. But like, <laughs> it could work. He's got the arm for it. Right. <laughs> he does have the arm for it. He could but, play. Uh, he could play anywhere with his arm. He could, he could, catch, uh, he he could play outfield. But, you know, uh, that's the thing. It's like, he's, he's what shortstop second and third. It, it'd be kind of limited to those roles. And part of me says yeah. I should say no, just so I can, I can get him myself. But uh, he's also my top available bat. Yeah, mine too. So I'm going to go with him there. Um, I'm going to put him at third base. Cause obviously he's a waste second base. The arm. Why would you put Gibbler second base when you have, have that kind of arm, right? So I'm yeah. going to put him there uh, at third base because there's not a lot of third base prospects in this system. There's one, I imagine you'll take him now if I don't, you know, cheat you out of him at some point. But yeah, um, there's really one, so it's it's pretty bad. So this would be a good time to take him, and then I will continue to build up pitching, and I will take uh, Logan Allen for my next pick. I think that's the most obvious place to put him. There's other guys. Look, I could have gone with Cantillo. I could have gone with Justin Campbell, but Logan Allen. Uh, kind of sticks around with, with Bybee. It doesn't have the upside of Bybee, but he's safe. And he's he fits in very nicely at number three in the rotation. And I think he could be up at some point this year. And I'll take my picks in a second. And uh, you're going to want to tune in because I'm going to be a total dick here in a moment, which is always good for, t- uh, for TV radio. So make sure you are sticking around to hear who I take and why I'm taking them and why I am a jerk as always, on today's episode of Locked On Guardians. Okay, so I'm going to start off by taking my top available player, which is um, not the jerk move. I'm going to take Cody Morris. He is seventh on my board. Uh, great value. It's starter, reliever. I don't care. The guy gets guys out. It's guys out. And is just a, uh, a top-level player. Now, when I go down my board, uh, the next best outfielder is jason churio or next best hitter so i'm going to take my third outfielder and this is my dick move uh i mean i love the athleticism and ceiling of my outfield with those three uh with churio delater and brennan and i'm feeling pretty good about that and that is my i'm a jerk uh who knows maybe i'll come back and take pd helping for my bench next round i just (laughs) if you don't grab me nobody wow i will be taking nobody in the outfield at that point yeah you're gonna you're gonna have to take noel as an outfielder Um, oh yeah boy that's not good i'm glad i grabbed valera early on because yes well you're you're in tight you got two left-handed hitters in your outfield and you got uh chorio now who is a a switch hitter so that's a that's a nice pairing that's gonna be tough man um Remember, comment below your thoughts. Have we yeah, where you disagree with this draft? Uh, where we're making critical mistakes? What is you know what what's funny or uh, what's your favorite picks? And then, of course, at the end, uh, how my team's going to win? I'm I'm kidding. Whatever team we think is going to well, win, your team's going to hit. That's for sure. Yes. The question is, can your can your pitchers so far stay on the field? 
Yes, the health uh, is a concern. <laughs> I mean, my team, for someone who is injury averse, I have uh, Espino, Morris, all, yeah. and Delatter. <laughs> uh, if I go right down my list, I'm going with another pitcher. I don't know if I want to do that. Um, to kind of need to find a hitter here. I don't want to take the next hitter on my board because that's not who I like right here, even though there's upside. Um, boy, this is really tough. I, I, I was really planning to going out, going right off my, my rankings, but uh, your outfield list just kind of threw me for a loop. So I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and force you to take guys that have injury problems pitching wise. So I'm going to take Justin Campbell here because your rotation already has a lot of risk and we don't really know how, you know, Justin Campbell's pitching or how his health is going to be. I guess he was healthy in college and I expect him to be the next guardians pitching prospect that takes off this year. Uh, being a top hundred guy at some point this season, kind of the way Bobby made his move. Um, and that leaves a lot more risk on the board pitching wise. He is the next guy that, uh, doesn't have health issues on, on my list. I suppose at this point I should go with the hitter. You know what? I'll, I'll go Juan Brito at second base. I was thinking about going Nate Furman there, but I'm going to go with Brito because we have a little bit of major league date on him. The team clearly likes him. He's on the 40 man roster already. It's a bat first profile. The defense might not be great from what we can see, but Cleveland thinks he'll be fine and he can make it. Maybe he can play shortstop. So I've got a, a bat first infielder who makes a lot of contact. And that's, that's kind of how I'm going with things so far. Cause you know, Arias and Valera have some strikeout issues of their own. So I needed a guy who can make contact. That's, that was a, a good fit. Um, How's that for I'm a just, jerk move? No, I mean, I'm, st- I'm just, I'm, I'm making some debates here, making some debates. I don't think that's the word the way I want to phrase it. Uh, I'm going to take John Kenzie Noel to play first base. Um, there's not a lot of people I feel like are first baseman in system. It's, it's a bit of a drop off. He's also my number one bat left um, at this point in time. Uh, so I'm going to go for some more. I'm just going to continue to roid up my line. Not that any of these guys are on roids. I mean, it, I'm not implying anything. I just mean like in the way that like we refer to like a heavily powered offensive lineup. Uh, and then I just I don't want to get left out in the cold, and I I do like his potential and growth, so I'm gonna get grab a Gabby to play third base as well, and I'm gonna take Gabby Rodriguez here. Um, I'm also betting on like some of the pitchers I like not being guys you like as much, so I'll have to see. But I'm I filled in first and third, all my outfield, second base, and catcher. The only thing I don't have right now is a shortstop, but I have my entire lineup done. Mm. You don't have a short. You don't. Who's your shortstop? I don't. That's it. I have everything oh, but shortstop. Okay. Yeah, I was everything gonna say, but shortstop. Yeah, you don't have a shortstop quite yet. No. Um, <clears throat> Maybe a little early for Gabby. I can first admit that, but there's some nice batted ball data. I think he's a good sleeper for this system. Yeah, I agree. He is. Um, just so you don't take any more outfielders from me, because I'm I'm slumping here in the outfield department. I will go with Petey Halpin to play center field because I don't think George Valera is a center fielder. Petey Halpin is. I need that center fielder here at some point. And I said the other day, I think he's a guy who could have a breakout season. He's had two like sneaky, quietly good seasons for his age and his level and his where he's at strength wise. Look, he got better last year as the year went on, 
That's hard to do for a teenager in high A. Usually at the end of the year, those guys tend to wear out. He is not worn out, so uh, he got better. Double A is going to be a challenge for him, no doubt. He is definitely going to face some good pitching in double A, but I think he can break out. <clears throat> if I – there's two guys I should probably consider taking here, and I can only take one um, because of the lack of first baseman, and I don't want to get left out in the cold because you could easily DH him or DH Noel if you wanted to change it around. I am going to take Mike Capriz at first base right here. Very good sleeper. Um, he's not really a sleeper to us. We think he had a good year last year. He's a sleeper to everybody else. There's some swing and miss issues, but um, or at least chase issues. Um, but as far as first baseman goes, he could play the outfield if I wanted him to, but there's no good first baseman left. So I will take Mike Capriz for some power at first base and not to get left out at first base because there's literally nobody left. Okay. So I'm, I'm not gonna... taking... I'm not taking Will Bartlett or Jonah Ronho. No offense to them. I, uh, I'm i going to take Joey Cantillo, continuing my all-hurt theme of my pitching <laughs> staff. Uh, he's just too good to ignore at this point in time. Uh, and then uh, I need a shortstop, so I'll draft Brian Lavastida for the six games he played there in college. <laughs> right? He I count, think no. that's a uh, little against the spirit of the rules. Uh, I'm still going to draft him uh, as my backup oh, catcher. Oh, my God. <laughs> You don't have, wait. It's your utility. We don't have a backup catcher. You have a utility spot. Is he he's going my to be utility new? guy? He's athletic enough. Are you, are you serious? Yes. Oh my god. Oh my god. I mean, uh, like I said, uh, part of the fun of these is to, to not be the nicest person and to do things like yeah. this. Okay. I kind of looked at it. I'm like, you know what? Uh, the shortstops are similar values. There, there wow. is probably a starter. I think you'll probably grab a starter as one of your picks here. If I'm being honest, I'm expecting a starter to come off here. Um, but I kind of like a few different starters. I got about three guys that are kind of, I'm realizing I kind of like more than even where I had them ranked as we're doing this. So I'm I'm taking another hurt arm and I'm going to grab Lavastita to be my kind of utility bench guy. Because it makes good yeah. TV slash YouTube slash podcast. Yeah, well, I, you can't take another catcher. So I don't have to take one to my last pick now. And yeah. which is good because I had literally, there's no other catchers in my rankings. Like, I have guys that like are sleeper catchers that are teenagers still that can't even vote or buy alcohol, but, uh, oof, okay. Well, I don't have to worry about catching now because you literally can't, um, draft anybody. Yet. Well, you do have a DH spot, I guess you could, you could do that. That would be a real, real not nice. Grab Victor move. is tourist is my, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeez. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I am going to go with the starter here. I'm going to go with Jack Lefwich. Yeah, he's going to round out my rotation here he's because we both think that he is going to have a big year. A lot of people think he had a big year last year. I think uh, he's a little underrated. He's got to stay healthy. He did have a bit of an elbow issue at the end of the year, but he's ready to go. He's improved his changeup. He's improving the fastball shape. He's got a sweeper. So I think that's a good pick at, uh, at 22, and, and my rotation is all filled out. And I need to go back to hitting here. This is going to be brutal because I have my infield pretty much set. I need an outfielder, but boy, outfielders at this point is pretty bad, right? Like there's not anybody left. Do you have a set? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, you do. So you need an outfielder and a catcher. Yeah, outfield's going to be tough. And I'm just going to ignore catcher and see what you do. Because you know, I don't know what, at this point, none of my catchers are going to be good no matter who I take. So I, I'm just going to throw caution to the wind and, and leave catcher out. Um, Maybe I should just go with my best hitter as a utility and just move on from there. I I guess I should look at who you need. You still need a shortstop. So, yeah, or I can what? shift Angel Martinez. 
You could. I, you I know, need an infielder. My utility infielder is going to be Angel Janow, just to see how you play that one out. Uh, I'm really excited. This is Lynchburg. I already had on my LBTV last year. It was it was an okay setup. No offense to anybody listening who might be affiliated with Lynchburg Hillcats. It was an okay setup last year. It could be better, um, but I hope all the organizations in in um, the Carolina League are on MILB TV because I am excited to see Angel Janow can do. I feel like he's gotten the pandemic really kind of. Uh, lost him as a big signing when they when they draft when they got him on the international class and he could have already debuted and uh, yeah I think he'll uh, he'll be an exciting infielder to watch and could be the next shortstop that pops up on this list. Um, so my my DH slash utility guy is going to be David Fry. If you're what, yeah, okay, yeah. That was going to be my catcher. I, I, I said, you know what? I was going to say, you know what? Screw it. I don't care who my catcher is because look, David Price, fine. But I just said, screw it. What's the, what's the point in drafting? So I got Le- oh. Levestia DHing with Fry, uh, him and Fry yeah. splitting those roles. Um, because you have three catchers. I've you have three catchers three. who could all play other positions. Yeah. Naylor can spend some time at third. Uh, you know, I got, I'm going for flexibility here. Fry can play um, first and third. Yeah. Obviously, I might be able to play infield too. Yeah, that's fun. It's yeah. interesting. Uh, it, it is interesting that we go back to your picks. Leftwich and, and Janow are the first guys who were back to back on my prospect list that someone has taken. Uh, and then I'm going to grab uh, Tim Heron to be my closer because he is significantly the highest reliever I have listed. So again, I'm kind of going for value relative to um, position compared to depth. So this isn't, yeah. again, our, it, it's not just our, like David Fry is currently 50th on my list. Why did I grab him here? Uh, Cause I like to screw me. To screw, no. to screw you. To screw me. You don't, you don't and, care about flexibility. You were trying to screw me. Let's be honest. But, but Come on. he is also perfect for the utility role. Like he is a perfect yeah. utility because it's first, third, it's catcher. You could probably have him play about any position and he could probably handle it outside yeah. of maybe not short or second, but I bet he could play outfield in a pinch. So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, part of it's also fun. Like we're, like I said, I think this makes for good podcasting with me being the, the jerk in this, but, uh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, I still don't have Justin Boyd anywhere on my list. I don't know where to rank him. Mm. Um, there's not a lot of outfielders left. Like Jake Fox played enough outfield last year. and he could maybe qualify there, I suppose for our purposes, but, uh, we don't know if he's going to stick there long-term. You gotta really move through this thing. All right, let me take my sleeper from my sleeper from our other podcasts. I will go with uh, Wilfredo Antunez. That's a uh, nice outfield choice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a risk. If he pops, it looks great, you know, because I already have the certainty in Valera, mm-hmm. and I have two guys I think could pop uh, on the list this year. So I'll. I'll take Antunez and, and see where it goes. I do think he can be a breakout, but it's a uh, oof, it is a big, big risk. I will also dip into the reliever pool with you. I will take uh, Davis Sharp. I think he is the next He'd best reliever on my list. Yep, agree. Yeah, yeah, and I think he 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 stays in that reliever role even if it's a multi inning role. I think he'll stay there. So I will start my bullpen with Davis Sharp. And there's really not a lot of quality options left. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna take. Parker Messick with my first pick. I've been high on him. Uh, he's far as I can think. I don't think there's any health issues. It gives me two lefties in that pen. So that's kind of interesting uh, overall with that. And then 
Uh, the, the, the debate is my infielder or pitcher. And, you know, I think I'm going to grab another pitcher here and I'm going to grab um, Ryan Webb, three lefties. Wow. Uh, you know, I, I like Gaz and Curry. They might be more relievers long-term. Webb is another guy who I think you really want to keep your eyes on as a potential breakout helium guy for next mm-hmm. year. And I think it gives my, my pitching staff a really interesting look. Um, but it is also like made of, um, paper mache like with <laughs> with yeah, web cantillo espino and morris a stiff breeze and i need an entirely new pitching staff let's see i still have to fill out my dh spot there's not a lot of dhs on this list like not a lot of guys i feel like are going to be dhs like i'm not going to move breeze out of his spot um i've got other guys who can hit and play positions so the next best hitter on my board is actually Jose Tena. But uh, I don't know. As a DH, I have some doubts about that. Um, if I really want to reach down my list for a hitter who could be a true DH, like I could go with Alex Triplanez, but that's pretty way down the list. Um, so I'll just throw Jose Tena in there because he's the next best hitter on my list. I'm not super excited about it as the reason they said in the past podcast, but um, in the interest of time and just getting the best – Hitter off my board, I will go there. And I, for my last bullpen spot, I'm going to go with Cade Smith. He is the next best reliever on my board. Zips likes him a lot. There's not a lot of other choices on my list, relief wise. Like I have, I don't know, any other relievers. That's it. Those are my I, I, Nick Nicolajic's there, but obviously the year he had last year is a little concerning. So I didn't want to go with him there. So my bullpen finishes with Davis Sharp and Cade Smith. No lefties because, uh, there are no lefties to consider in the bullpen at this point. Missy yeah, Isaac, I guess I could have, but I'm not yeah. I'm not going there just for a lefty because I want a guy with power stuff, and Kate Smith has somewhat power stuff. So uh, I, I Nate Furman's still on the board, so I'm going to draft him. Uh, he'll play second for me. Martinez will play short. That's I'm going to shift them. Yeah. Uh, I got that. That completes my starters uh, for this team. Uh, I've got five starters one reliever and i've got my bench guy so i need to, to go with another reliever here right because there's just the one mm-hmm. so my yep. final pick um just kind of looking at who i uh <laughs> i do like missy Isaac would be then i have two lefty relievers you know i'm gonna go with with ethan hankins um which again does that count is that can that count? I don't know. He you has can't. never been a reliever. Okay, then we'll say no. Uh, I just think that's, that's his. I, I, for me, that's I his do future too. role. I do um, too. He hasn't been a reliever yet. And that also means I can't take a Gaddis or Curry in that role because they haven't done that yet. Correct. So if I'm looking at who's actually done that role, um, I'm just debating. Uh, I know I need to poop or get off the pot, uh, <laughs> but. You know, there's there's Miklo Jack who really struggled last year. There's Miziazik who had just great numbers across the board, but doesn't have, as you you know said, the biggest stuff. The Hunter Stanley is the guy who has good stuff, but would continue my team of injury. Team injury. <laughs> our, our, we just got a guy in a full body cast. Like that's our mascot. Um, just lean into it. Just do it. Hunter Stanley yeah, is the next reliever after Miklo on my list. Personally, yeah, I I'm gonna go with Hunter Stanley. I think. <laughs> You know, he. I'm just going <laughs> to lean into the fun of him being uh, this being the team of injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna see how it goes. Uh, but yeah, that's that's. And then I've got my. What I, I just want to formally state this: 
the fry lavastida is a platoon <laughs> at uh, at DH. I'm gonna have fry okay. against lefties, lavastida against righty. Or, yes. So that is the DH. Okay. Pl- I'm, I'm already planning for a platoon in that role. Lavastida and fry. Okay, interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, my last pick is Jose Cedeno because there are no catchers left. Besides that, he probably I I was considering Manuel Mejias because he's actually going to play in the states this year. It looks like, uh, and he's the oldest of them all. And there, there's Cedeno, there's Estoriz, there's Manuel Mejias. That's that's kind of it among catchers. That's that's really the all, only guys that are left. And Cedeno had the most interesting numbers in terms of contact last year. So that is uh, that's who I'm going with right there. So that's that completes our our draft. Thanks for listening. Uh, all of Jeff's players are on the trainer's table currently, and my team uh, is all contact and all defense. <laughs> and I have oh, yeah. I have a pitching staff that uh, has all been pretty much healthy, right? Except for yeah, I, I built the all lefty pitching staff and uh, all injured pitching staff. So it should be should be interesting to watch. Uh, let us know again what you think. Uh, remember, rate and review, download, it helps. Tomorrow's show, I may or may not be here. We have uh, massive snow coming in Wisconsin, so I still have to do conferences, but they're virtual, so I may be able to actually make it. Or the heavy amount of snow will knock out power, and I won't be able to do it anyway. So, what's that? Uh, again, let us know what you think. Should we do more things like this? Did you enjoy some of the banter and humor of this? We could always do like an all-time Guardians draft, things like that. Uh, if this format is something people enjoy. So make sure to comment and let us know because we could do like the 90s era era draft or the all time or the like pre-World War II. We could figure, you know, the 2000s. There's ways to do this again and have fun if people liked it. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Join us in the after show as we'll finally get into the Petcoa Productions. Productions? Nope. That sounds like a movie thing. Uh, Projections. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, go, go, Guardians, go.